Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How's it going? I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim, a true crime podcast. Well, hello. How's it going? Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. I, don't e- I don't even know what episode we're on, actually. I was going to say the number, but I forget. Isn't this 11? I have no I idea. I think it's 11. 11? I think it's episode 11. Wow. Yeah, we were in the double digits. We're in the double numbers. Our first, you know, double number, one and one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I actually, we should have said something last time. It was 10. That's exciting. Well, we're saying it now. Yay. Yay. We're past 10. The sun's shining too, by the way. Mm-hmm. That the snow, snow is, is melting. melting. Yes, Jenks, you owe me Jinx. a Coke. And we both had the day off. Oh, I have the whole week off. Oh, lucky, lucky. Yeah, well, I'm doing like home renovation stuff and catching up on the to-do list. So yeah, I'm still like, working. When you have the week off, do you actually ever have the week off? Not unless you, unless we go on like an actual vacation. Yeah. If we're home with a week off, we're still working. Totally. And you can't really travel right now, so, uh, Vacation yeah. is spent at home doing more work. hmm Yeah. That was like last year. Our, we had an awesome vacation plan to Disneyland. Oh, And thanks. we stayed home to work on the basin because we oh. couldn't go. Like, this shit's been going on for a long time. Way to open up that old wound. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Star Wars Land. I was supposed to have my own custom-built lightsaber. I was supposed to... Oh, Man. We'll we'll reschedule. We'll replan it. We better. Yeah. I mean, once everyone can, like, they're going to just be traveling city. Right. Everyone's going to be going everywhere. Okay. Considering, like, normal traveling parameters, where would you travel to right now if you had the option? Oh, like, we didn't have to be... We if could COVID go anywhere? wasn't a thing... And we had this week off. Where would you want us to start traveling to this week? Of course, like our normal bank account budget, that sort of stuff. Honestly, I would just go to the Disneyland trip. That was a dope trip. Okay, that's a good answer. It was going to be so awesome. Heck to the yes. Yeah. You? Um, Probably Vancouver Island. Although, I mean, Disneyland, now that you mention it, yeah, that's going to be over Vancouver Island. But I would have said Tofino. For some taco fino. Oh, the tacos over there. Oh, get me some tacos on the beach. Heck to the yes. So good. So good. Man, now I want tacos. Can we have tacos for dinner tomorrow? It is Taco Tuesday. Oh, it is Taco Tuesday. Yes. What kind of tacos? What should we do? Chicken? Beef? Fish? Fish. Fish? Should we do fish tacos? Yeah. Should we do like shrimp tacos or fish tacos? I don't know. You choose. Okay. Shrimp tacos. With, With... 
We're gonna do a guacamole. We're gonna, we're gonna do like a little guacamole dip <laughs> thing on the side for some like nacho chips. That's what we're doing. That's our dinner. Okay. Now that we've literally made everyone like hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the cooking show. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna dive in. Let's do it. Um, and basically, if you weren't afraid of aging before this case, uh, you're probably gonna be afraid of aging afraid after this of case. Afraid of aging. Okay. Well, my knee like hurts with every day that passes, <laughs> and that scares me. So. I'm going to be educating you on some dark stuff. All right. I'm ready for and this. And this stuff I didn't even realize was an issue or a thing. So I uh, I educated myself too. I've heard of this case and you've told me a few things about it as well. So. I have. I have. I actually wasn't very secretive this time. So the story is about Elizabeth Tracy May Wetlawfer or Beth as I'm going to refer to her. Okay. And it takes place in Woodstock, Ontario. So Beth was born on June 10th, 1967, to parents Doug and Hazel Parker. She and her brother were raised in Woodstock, Ontario, and grew up in a religious household with their parents being quite controlling with very conservative values. It seems like that's like not an abnormal thing for a religious household, especially like back in the day sort of thing. To be very conservative. And like just the, the whole like abundance of that situation that mm. you just like painted you know yeah the whole I know. picture i feel like we've almost painted this picture before <laughs> uh beth attended her Huron, i think it's called park secondary school in the mid 1980s and in her high school yearbook said she hoped to study drama in university cool fun fun during high school beth internally strug struggled with her sexuality and felt a lot of guilt for it as her church didn't approve of same-sex relationships yeah thankfully though like we're coming a long ways now like 2021 mm -hmm. uh, i've even seen like posts and stuff i mean it's facebook how accurate can this be but i've seen facebook posts where it's like oh you know these churches are beginning to support these people and so on and so forth yeah i mean well so that was in the 80s so yeah we've definitely come oh we've come a long way come since a 80s. long way um if she had come out to her family she would have been rejected yeah basically we pretty much just said that shunned so instead, instead, she turned to experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Oh, that's that's a fair compromise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. honestly, though, if you were like hiding something from your family that you needed to like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah like, so, I'm not blaming this on on her. That I know it's a terrible thing to turn to, but it's just like she's probably eating her up inside. Oh, yeah. She's got some shit she's she's trying to deal with and she needs an outlet somewhere. And there's her outlet. Yeah. There we go. My outlet's usually in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, especially lately. Holy oh, frick. chocolate milk. Give me chocolate milk. I can drink all you my worries away. You just finished a four liter jug of chocolate milk in 24 hours. And it was worth it. Every ounce was worth it. <laughs> Does anyone else like chocolate milk? I bet you there's no one else that likes it as much as you. Probably or could not. finish it as quickly it's as you. It's literally my weakness. My, if my there's Achilles someone out there, tendon. send us a message. But yes. I, I don't think that message can is going to Can you come. drink? And I'm not saying like, can you go out and try to drink? Four liters of chocolate milk in 24 hours. Do you just casually drink four liters of chocolate milk like in 24 hours? Like it's no hours? big deal. Because I do. Oh my goodness. Um, after high school, Beth went to journalism school for a year, decided that wasn't for her, and switched over to London Baptist Bible College, where she earned a bachelor's degree in religious studies with a minor in counseling. Okay. It wasn't until later that she decided to go into nursing, and in 1995, graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that really funny. Graduated from. It was because I went, I was coming to how to pronounce this college, uh, and I don't she, know how to she pronounce. She graduated. <laughs> graduated from 
Conestoga College. Conestoga? Yeah. You know what? People are just going to know that I'm shit at pronouncing words, and there's a lot of words in here that I have like, no idea. I've stumbled. I don't know how many times. It's countless at this well, point. Well, it's just because of last names and stuff, right? Oh, man. That's the worst. So she graduated as a registered nurse in 1995, saying she had found her true calling. Cool, cool. Good for her. Mm-hmm. In October of 1997, Beth, going against her desires, married a long-haul truck driver named Daniel Wetlawfer. I like saying Wetlawfer. I'm into that. <laughs> Wetlawfer. <laughs> I don't know why. Wetlawfer. It's just, I don't know. The marriage, unfortunately, didn't work out between them, causing Beth, and this caused Beth's downhill spiral. I mean, I'm not surprised the marriage didn't work out. Why? I mean, she doesn't like dick. He's got a dick. <laughs> she doesn't like men. So they separated in 2007 and divorced in 2008. Gotcha. And when when was their marriage? What year? Um, like how long they, they married got for? married. They were actually married for a while. So they got married in 1997. Okay, so it was like 10 years they were together mm-hmm. for. Well, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. For someone who's of a completely different sexuality to be in a heterosexual marriage for 10 years. That's got to take some fucking inner strength. And they didn't have any children. um, And they didn't, like, nothing bad of her, which I'm going to be diving into, didn't start until after they separated. So I'm like, he was good for her, I I feel like. That's just what Hmm. I feel like. Okay. Okay, so they separated in 2007, divorced in 2008. In 2007, Beth was hired onto the staff at Crescent Care, a privately owned long-term care home in Woodstock, Woodstock, Ontario. Yeah, not not like the the music festival Woodstock. <laughs> Just a bunch of old people rocking out in Woodstock. That'd be awesome. She was initially regarded by coworkers to be caring and professional. However, Beth still struggled with substance abuse and alcoholism, and this was showing up in her work. She faced accusations of showing up to work drunk and at one point was said to be found passed out during night shift in the facility's basement. Damn, she's just living all of our dreams right now, isn't she? <laughs> Falling asleep in the basement at work. Oh, right? that sounds so nice. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to. Just drinking and passing out. Oh, I wish. Oh my gosh. I wish. She was a woman with a lot of pent-up pent-up anger caused from her marriage ending, stress and responsibility from her job, and frustrations caused by her patients. In March of 2014, Beth was fired from Crescent Care for giving the wrong medication to a parent to a patient. She had previously been suspended four times for medication related errors, though. Can we just like take a moment here? Four times suspended from this medication error. Mm-hmm. There is some serious flaw in the safety I know, setup they have. That's here. a long. That's a lot. But then, okay, grant you, like a lot of, like even at your work, isn't it usually like three strikes you're out? So really, it was like only, well, I guess two extra times. <laughs> only okay and okay that's bad it says she what people's like lives are yeah are in only two here. extra times but yeah it's usually like okay first time it's a warning second time you get like written up third time it's like you get sent home after that it's like yeah you're fired yeah yeah so she did it five times basically jeez which isn't great and to be fair, like you listen to any sort of, and like I have safety background training, so yeah. this might be a little more obvious to me, but it should be obvious to everyone. If there is an issue, 
you need to identify why that issue occurred. Mm-hmm. So if and this, it wouldn't be hard to tell what her issue was, right? Yeah. So there, there's there's some things happening there to her. Mm-hmm. So you got to identify. Okay, she's done this, and the first time it could be just attributed to like, oh, fucking shit happens, right? But second time, okay, something's if something happens two times in a row. It's not an accident, or at least most likely not an accident. Right. Three times in a row, it's definitely not an accident. Right. Something's going on they to need cause to go it. to the root cause. Yeah. For and sure. exactly that, root cause analysis. But so. they didn't do that until the fifth time, and then they just fired her ass. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. First time, you're okay. Second, you're okay. Third, you're okay. Four, five, still okay. Oh, wait, no. Okay, now, no, you're gone. Fire your ass. <laughs> That's hilarious. After leaving Crescent Care, Beth, as you could imagine, had some difficulty holding down a job and moved between several facilities. One place she did work was Meadow Park Care Center in London. While there, she became addicted to hydromorphone. Hydromorphine? Okay, no, I actually think it's pronounced... Okay, I looked up the pronunciation of this, and I think I've been pronouncing it wrong. Um, Sorry, cat was just climbing all over like our mic stands there. Because I thought it was pronounced hydromorphine, but it, it was saying it was hydromorphone, like phone at the end. Huh. I don't know. There's probably going to be a nurse on listening that's like, um, this is how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, if anyone knows, let us <laughs> because know. Because... Yeah, I actually thought it was hydromorphine, but then I like Googled it to speak or whatever, and it was hydromorphone. Hydromorphone. (laughs) Anyway, so it's it's a painkiller that she she would take from her patients, and she would take it from her her patients and replace it with laxatives. Laxatives. Yeah, because like it was she was. They didn't know. And mm-hmm. so she was just replacing it with another like pill. Yeah. And that's what she replaced it to. And like they were elderly and didn't know. And well, that's just a shitty situation. <laughs> I'm like, that's freaking brutal. That is messed up. Huh. I'm just going to take your medication for myself. Oh, by the way, here's a, <laughs> here's a laxative. You're going to be pooping for the next 12 hours. Like the poor souls. It wasn't until 2016 that we would get the full picture of what exactly best downhill spiral looked like. Here it comes. On September 16th, Beth ultimately decided to leave nursing. Probably good call. It was actually a really good call, I think, yeah. The reason being that one of her employers reassigned her from caring for elderly patients to administering insulin to children with diabetes and she feared she wouldn't be able to resist from hurting them. That's fucked up. So there's a little foreshadow. But I mean, at, at least she had somewhat of control. It could have been yeah. a lot worse. I know. Yeah. So she decided that she would not harm children. But, but what's what's going through her boss's head there? Like realistically. Oh, you have a history of giving these elderly people the wrong medication. So... We're going to give you to kids instead. But see, that person, okay, this is like you're kind of diving in a little bit deep here, but that person might not even have fully known her whole history from Crescent Care. I guess. Because it was actually asked, I think, at the union or whatever, like after everything came out, if, um, and like her history and stuff, and they wouldn't say anything because of privacy. 
So it was not even clear if like if what her reports of being fired and stuff had even got passed on to like her new employers and stuff. Which is really messed up. Yeah. That's, so they might not have even known that's, that she had previously gotten fired and why she'd gotten fired. That's really fucked up. I understand the union is there to protect the employee. But however, you're also, it's there to make sure everyone is safe and protected. I know. I know. I, I didn't love that. So she quit her job. Okay. So this is after she refused to work with the children. She quit her job and checked herself into rehab at CAMH in Toronto. And very shortly after checking into rehab, like we're talking like within hours, Beth started confessing information to a psychologist that was quite alarming. So alarming that the Toronto police had to be notified. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like a big old organ needs to be playing here. Initially confessing in a four-page handwritten letter, Beth also personally emailed the College of Nurses to resign from being a nurse as she said she had deliberately harmed patients in her care. Beth later participated in a two and a half hour videotape confession with Detective Nathan Hergott. And from 2007 to 2016, Beth confessed to murdering eight patients and attempting to harm six others. Jeez. And if it wasn't for this confession, these families would never have known the real reason that their elderly loved ones died. That's crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. because you pretty much watched this two-hour confession. Like, what happens Okay, I didn't watch the full thing because it's, like, pretty dry, right? Well, of course. It's nonstop <laughs> um, video in a confession room. It was very interesting because I felt like she was, like, so calm. And it was just almost like... She had just felt like it was her time to confess or something. Like, it just seemed like she didn't really have any hesitation about all her confessions, which I thought was, like, weird. That is weird. Like, it's, she just seemed, I mean, it's, I will, we'll put it, the link up for it. So if you want, if you have two and a half hours of your life that you want to <laughs> commit to the, watching that, you can. Um, like, she paced a few times, but it was almost just because I think she was, like, tired sitting there right but like she just seemed so chill with like confessing everything and i thought that was really weird because <laughs> i feel like if i was confessing to the shit she did i wouldn't have been that calm i would not be calm at all i'd be like i fucking killed people and now i'm telling you i'm fucked like i would be scared shitless yeah you, there's got like that's got to be a sign of like she's a psychopath or some sort on top of whatever else well she has. i mean she had a lot of like depression and mental issues and stuff yeah but to be calm and confessing to killing eight people i know well okay well like we're gonna dive into it more dude here but like she felt like she felt bad but it was just like yeah i was like this is what i did yeah but there's a difference between being yeah i feel bad and oh i feel so bad like you know i know i feel like i would have been sobbing okay but maybe she did and i didn't go that deep but like she seemed pretty chill at the beginning. Yeah. If she's not showing remorse, I'm pretty sure she doesn't actually have much remorse. Yeah. Okay. So to dive into this, it was shortly after she started working at Crescent Care when she began murdering patients. And what she was doing to murder these patients, you ready? I'm ready. Was she was experimenting with injecting patients with insulin, heavy doses of insulin to overdose them. So fucked. <laughs> There's reasons why she chose insulin, but 
I, I'm, I'm curious on why. <laughs> Beth's first assaults occurred between June 25th and December 31st of 2007. She confessed to injecting sisters. Oh, this is where the names start here. Just do your best. Do your best. We got you. <laughs> We're going to support you through this. Uh, Clidia, I think it's her name. Adrino or something. She was 87. And Albino Demoris was 88. So she injected them with insulin. While they later died, neither of their deaths were attributed to death. Or to Beth. <laughs> to death. <laughs> neither of their deaths were attributed to death. So they were two of the lucky ones. She didn't give them enough and they okay, lived. Okay, so they, they, they survived. They survived. The first case in, with Beth, in which Beth did kill was with the patient James Silcox, who died on August 11, 2007 at Crescent Care. James was a, a World War II veteran, married for 63 years, which I loved. Dang. And a father of six. In her Busy guy. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a lot of kids. I never even really put that together, but that's a lot of kids. In her confession to the detective, uh, Nathan Hergott, she said, I gave him a dose of 50 milligrams of insulin. He's not diabetic. I used a, bor a borrowed insulin pen and gave him an insulin shot. Well, through the, throughout the night, he was yelling out, I love you, and I'm sorry. Not to me, but just you could hear him calling out in his room, and that's what he was saying. At 3.30, the personal support worker came to me and said that he was gone. So I did what we were supposed to do. I went and listened to his heart and chest, called the doctor, called the family, because that's what they wanted. Family came in to sit with him for a while. The doctor later ruled that he had died from an embolism associated with a surgery that he recently had. Okay, what the fuck is that even? An embolism? I think that's like a clot or something, isn't it? Oh, that's why I asked you. I don't know. I didn't look it up. He So he had died from like something caused from the surgery. I think it's a clot. Gotcha. Okay. Clot. Um, the family comment or commended Beth for her work. And when the detective asked how that made her feel, she said, absolutely awful. Well, no kidding. It should. Mm -hmm. Then what? If she felt absolutely awful for that, then why did she continue? Um, well, she also said that the overdose felt like a pressure had relieved from her just overall, like a pressure was lifted from her emotions. So she had this like immense pressure. And after she killed, it was relieved. You know what? Like going to the bathroom. Maybe she should try drinking four liters of chocolate milk. That makes me feel better. <laughs> Rather that, than that killing would... someone, that, just have some chocolate milk. Well, if only like you had known her, you could have said this to her. Maybe. You could have said, dude, just go buy a four liter jug of chocolate it's milk. It'll easy. be okay. That easy. Put on some Bob Marley. <laughs> three little birds, you know? Yeah. Okay. So during this time, um, I should note that she was looking for love online. And she did have a few same-sex relationships, one being with Sheila Andrews from northern Saskatchewan. Okay, her her being a complete psychopath murderer aside, I am happy she was able to, to get into the, the same-sex marriage thing mm -hmm. because it sounds like that was a big struggle through her life. Well, she never got married, dude. Well, sorry, the same-sex relationship. relationship. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, Sheila was interviewed on a documentary through the Fifth Estate called The Unraveling of Nurse Elizabeth Wetlawfer, which is actually really good and people should go and watch it. Sheila said Beth decided she liked girls, which is what split up her marriage. She seemed proud of being a nurse and enjoyed the power being in charge at night because she normally worked night shifts. Yeah. Uh, Sheila said there was a troublesome side to Beth, and she knew very soon after they met in person for the first time that this wasn't going to work out. She said Beth pouted a lot and had little temper tantrums when she didn't get her own way. She had a lot of childish issues about her, and there was something off with her vibe. She didn't have a good vibe. Yeah, not vibing with that. Yeah. You can always trust Sheila didn't like her vibe. Trust your gut. If someone doesn't have a good vibe, don't go with it. Actually, yeah, there could totally be a reason for that. Yeah. Turns out that they're they're killing 80-year-old people with insulin shots. Yeah. That yeah. was the vibe that was off there. <laughs> How do you give off that sort of vibe? <laughs> I don't what know. What is that vibe? Maybe Sheila is just really good at picking up vibes. Maybe. Uh, Beth also had a passion for writing and posting graphic poems under the name Betty Watson. Weston? Weston. On po- allpoetry.com. You can actually go and find her poems. Oh, really? Yeah. How heavy are these poems? So, okay. There was so many reports about this one poem. And so I went to this website and I couldn't see it there. So I feel like it might have gotten taken down or something. Or it's like you might have to be a member to see it. I don't know. But I was able to get it for you. Oh, Mm -hmm. you you, you fooled me there. I was thinking you're like, yeah, I wasn't able to find it, but I got this one instead. No, No, I'm a creeper to the max here. You pulled the old switcheroo there. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this was the darkest one. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, my goodness. It's so creepy. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but let, let's let's hear it. Dish it out. Let's see if we can take and it. And I don't know if I'm very good at reading poems, but let's try here. Okay. She watches some life drain from the notch in his neck vein. As it soothingly pools, it smothers her pain. Sweet stiletto so sharp craves another cut. Obeying a call, she moves to his gut. Blade traces a line from navel to spine. Grating on rib bones, slicing intestine. <laughs> Your face. That is a whole other kind of fucked up right there. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my gosh. If only people can see your face. Like it's like, uh, right? Like who writes a poem like that? I was kind of feeling <laughs> bad for Beth up until this point. Oh, were you? Yes, I, I like trust me. I like she should fucking rot in jail for life for what she's done. Mm-hmm. But I'm like she's seriously going through some shit. Like you know, and I'm almost feeling bad for her. This no fuck this bitch. I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> okay, that's actually so funny because I feel like see I'm almost crying here. That poem just uh, hit me hard. But um, I felt kind of bad for her too at times, which is so fucked up. Like why I was researching was like why do I feel bad for her? Well, it seems like she's going through a lot of shit. However, that's no excuse to do this to other people just because you're going through something. It's absolutely no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. Okay. And we're about to dive into the rest of the other murders, which is really unfortunate. So um, through to March 2014, Beth murdered six more patients at Crescent Care and attempted to murder two more. And this was all in March, sorry? No, this was like through to... 2007 to 2014 okay this was while she was at crescent care because afterwards she left and there were some others gotcha um in december 2007 beth fatally injected morris mo granat with insulin 
he was 84 years old. Apparently, Mo had grabbed her breast. And when she ordered him to stop, he believed her. He removed his hand and laughed, which is like, I mean, he's freaking 84 years old. That's funny. Well, I mean, sexual it's not assault funny. is not okay. funny, but it's not funny. But like, he probably didn't even really know exactly what he was doing. Yeah, there, I, there's a lot of of stories I've heard from creepy old dudes and stuff in, in care homes. Mm-hmm. Though it's not acceptable. It's, it's not, not acceptable, an excuse. but it I think that's like, a normal thing. But it yeah. wasn't going to go any further than that. Yeah. So she's, oh, where was I? Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he laughed probably pissed her off. She well, said, pissed me off too. <laughs> Someone grabbed my tit and do that. <laughs> Fuck that. Get out of here. <laughs> would it piss you off? <laughs> Holy crap. It would. Okay. Holy, let's get this together. She said, again, she felt an overall sense of anger and pressure, a strong urge to end his life, to relieve these emotions. So that's what she did. Again, chocolate milk. <laughs> oh my goodness. On October 14th, 2011, Gladys Millard, age 87, was Beth's next victim. Beth described her as someone with dementia who wouldn't take her pills and was very stubborn. She said, as always, one evening, I just got that red surging feeling that she was going to be the one. I would... F- Focus on one patient, and then I would get that red surge, which is what made me think it was God. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. No comment there. I have a lot of comments for that, but I'm not going to say anything. I have I have strong feelings towards not all religious communities, but I have strong feelings towards a, a lot of the major things that certain religious communities tend to um, try and enforce. Let's put it that way. Well, and honestly, that's not that's not God. If you believe in God, I feel like that would be the devil. Right. So I don't know. Um, though Beth would say these deaths were peaceful peaceful deaths reading the stories of the victims the deaths to me did not sound like they were peaceful gladys for example was injected at 5 a.m by beth fought and struggled with being injected because i'm sure she didn't like think that was right like she probably doesn't normally get injected right because i don't have it in here but lots of times beth would be like oh this is like a vitamin (laughs) okay then where's my flintstones like (laughs) my tubal flintstones yeah, everyone's like seeing how young you are right now. Your chocolate milk, your Flintstones. You don't actually take those, but. Um, should. So by 7 a.m., seven we're talking about Gladys here. She was unresponsive and needing to be moved to palliative care. So that's like two hours later. It was noted she was red, sweaty, incoherent, and had low vital signs. That's overdose. She's in shock. I know. So by 9.45, she was still sweating profusely. She was cold and clammy, foaming at the mouth, pale, and her body was twitching. And then she later passed away at 4.05. Jeez. So like she got, like that's pretty much like 11 hours. Yeah. Of shit. Of a violent overdose. And like also, I feel like, like foaming at the mouth and shit. Does that happen to someone when they just die? I've... I, I, I don't like, think so. Like, I'm just so. surprised that that's not something that 
got looked into. It happens to me when I see chocolate milk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm throwing this chocolate milk joke in there a lot. Hashtag worth it. I love <laughs> oh chocolate my gosh. milk. I'm done though. That was okay. the last one, I swear. Jeez, you're like obsessed. It's good. So anyway, like that to me, just reading that does not seem like a peaceful death. No, definitely not. That is not. not. Like, no. like she, yeah, that signs like overdose. Like this, like, oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just, oh. Next, Helen Matheson, 97. She died on October 27, 2011. Beth said she didn't remember a lot about her. She was very quiet, very determined. She seemed to be want- waiting to die. We talked about how much she liked. Oh, we're talking about more food here. She talked about how much she liked blueberry pie and ice cream. So on best lunch break, she went to purchase or to Walmart to purchase these things for her, which I love. Like, yeah. that's so cool. But then that night she overdoses her. Wow. <laughs> wow. She literally was like, she's just playing God at this point. She's like, yeah, I'm going to decide you die tonight. I'm going to give you your last meal. I'm deciding what your last meal is, even though, I mean, yeah, of course she likes that stuff, but she's, she's a power freak. She's yeah. obsessed with power I know. and control. Yeah. Like it's just disgusting really. And that kind of reminded me, like, I, I don't know if I should say this, but that time we had to kill that mouse and we gave it cheese before oh, it died. Right. But I mean, it's a mouse, not a freaking human being. Well, that thing had like a. There was messed up leg. Wrong with its it. leg yeah. was like drastically broken. So we broken. gave it its like a last little meal. Um, okay, next. So Mary Zira Winsky, she was 96. On March 7th, 2011, Beth determined Mary was her next victim because a Mar- Mary had apparently asked Beth to place her in her deathbed and she believed she was going to die. So that was enough for Beth. And she's like, yep, next wow. victim. Helen Young, 90 years old. She died on July 14th, 2013. She served in World War II where she met her husband. They had no children, but she was an outspoken lady who loved animals and traveling. She often asked for help and frequently stated that she wanted to die. So Beth determined she was her next victim. It's like you just could never, ever say anything about like, I want to die or whatever to this lady. No kidding. She'd be like, okay. She gets to make the call. She's she's power tripping. Yeah. Yeah. She does seem like she likes the power, hey? Yeah. Well, her her ex even said that, that she really liked to be in control. Yeah. That was probably maybe only one aspect of her life. She felt like that too, just from the history of it. Uh, So again, not what I would call a peaceful death. Helen's face was red. Her arms and legs were bent inward. Her eyes bulging and she was moaning loudly. She also uh, had a seizure of result of the insulin. Jeez. I'm like, oh, it almost makes me sick. Maureen Pickering, 79. Um, So she died on March 28, 2014. Maureen would often wander around into like other patients' rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she would also be aggressive. Like she would go in their rooms and like yell at them, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, so she needed one-to-one care, but that wasn't always available. Beth was irritated that she had to focus so much attention on Maureen um, because at that the one particular night, she didn't have the one-on-one care because there wasn't someone available. Mm-hmm. So she got the urge to kill her but she told herself nope i don't want her to die so i was like that's good but if i could somehow give her enough of a dose to give her a coma 
something to change her brain waves, maybe make her less mobile and less hard to handle. Wow. So that was ultimately what she wanted to do with Marine. But instead, um, oh, where was I here? Okay, so she, that was on March 22nd that she did the dosage. And then Marine still died, but not until March 28th. So it was like such a prolonged death. Oh my God. This woman. Yeah. I don't feel bad for her at all anymore. Oh, like, like that could, one is brutal. I she's feel just like. annoyed by this woman being like, yeah, um, you're not even worth me killing, but I'm going to just cripple you. Yeah. She wanted just to like have her not be so annoying. I wish this bitch was so not annoying. Ugh, which I just. <laughs> so, and then she attempted to murder um, Michael Priddle, 63 and Wayne Hedges, 57. Um, Because there were a little few gaps in the years there. Mm -hmm. And so like that's when she attempted to kill them. She left employment at Crescent Care in 2014 because she was fired. But in part-time work at other facilities and at patients' homes, she injected three more with insulin. So she killed Arped Horvath, 75, at Meadow Park facility in London, Ontario on August 31st, 2014. She attempted to kill Sandra Towler, 77, at a retirement home in Paris, Ontario on September 2015th. And the last one attempted to kill Beverly Bertrand, who was 68, at a private residence on August 2016. And this one's quite interesting. I didn't have it in there because she was like going to private residences, right? So, like, how is she going to have this insulin readily available to her? Oh, yeah. She would have definitely had to, like, stock this up, wouldn't she? So, this person, did they, I can't remember if this person actually had, no, this person did have diabetes, but she didn't want to use this person's insulin stash because then they would know that, like, somewhere missing. notice it, yeah. So, she actually went into another, broke into another, like, private resident who needed care. This person was in the shower at the time, heard like someone break in, came out of the shower and like Beth was going through all her drugs and shit. And she's like, what are you doing? Oh, I just like forgot something here and like stole the insulin from her to the next day. Try to overdose. Oh, my this God. Beverly. Wow. <laughs> like the premeditation there. I was like, holy frig. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Wow. So of the murders, she told detective, I felt horrible. I felt angry at myself. I felt like I had failed myself. I felt like I had failed or that God had failed me. No, you failed God. Yeah. If anyone failed anyone, it's the other way around. You failed God. So get this though. This is something I was freaking shocked. Oops, I knocked my mic. I'm so freaking shocked about this (laughs) shit. Beth had previously confessed to killing patients several times before this ultimate confession. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. What the hell happened here? Um, so she tried to stop the murders and had told friends and former and a former partner, but no one took her seriously. She also continued to go to church and eventually told a pastor that she was killing people by giving them overdoses. The pastor and his wife prayed over her and said, this is God's grace. But if you ever do this again, we will have to turn you into police. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
So they just what? let it go. But if she did it again, then they would have to turn her in. But the ones prior to her telling them, God's grace, don't do it again. What the fuck is with people and just making up their own rules as they go? I know. like they, Because, and the thing is, like, if they reported that, people would have been saved. Like, yeah. why not report that? What no the shit. fuck is wrong with you? I don't care. I don't care, like, if you think... Like, okay, but even just thinking that's God's way, there's something fucked out up about that. Like, you're not, you don't get to an elderly age to be overdosed by insulin. Right. That just doesn't happen. God's not going to decide that. If God wants you to die at an elderly age, he's going to take you at an elderly yeah. age. He's not going to say, okay, you know what? This bitch over here <laughs> who needs to drink more chocolate milk is going to ingest <laughs> you with some, or inject you with insulin. I know. Like, I, it's just like almost, it makes me angry. Okay, but let's move on from that. Oh. Now that I'm, my palms are sweating and I'm all heated up here. Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> Vomit on a sweater already. It's mom's spaghetti. Is that a song? That's Eminem. Oh. Eight Mile. Okay. Best hit the killer. I'm, I'm just that? moving on from that. How Best, did you not know? I don't listen to Eminem. Have you I never like seen, to eat Eminems. I don't listen to have Eminem. Have you ever seen Eight Mile, the movie? I don't know. Oh my God. How am I married to you? Okay. This is okay. We're in the middle of a podcast, Ben, but literally like you're every movie. It's like, how am I married to you? You haven't watched that? Yeah. It, and it baffles me every well, time. Well, you need to make a list. So I watch these shit movies. They're not shit movies. <laughs> and that list is going to be miles long. Like okay. miles well, long. Well, start it. I can't believe you haven't started it yet. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> ben said the killer. We're kill in the middle of a podcast, not a domestic <laughs> Beth said the killings were not the result of medical errors or done while she was addicted to the painkillers. In her confession, Beth admitted that she knew the difference between right and wrong. Okay. But she was visited by surges she could not control. She said God or the devil or whatever wanted me to do it. After one mur murder, she felt the surging and then heard... Heard her own laughter inwards. It was like a crackling from the pit of hell. <laughs> like that sounds like a psycho. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. What the fuck is that? Like this is all in her confession. So she she's literally laughing on the inside. I guess. She knows it's wrong, but she's laughing on the inside. You know, and something, I'd, something else is just like, shit, like I have this feeling like, is that really all? Like who knows if there weren't more? Right? That yeah. she like maybe even just freaking forgot or even did when she was like drunk or high or whatever. Or she's just like, you know, I've confessed to eight. I, I've already feel shit enough. I'm not going to tell them about the other fucking I know. 10 people. Or maybe like after freaking an hour and a half in the confession, she needed a glass of chocolate milk. So she just decided to stop it at those. Exactly. Right? Like right? shit. I feel like there could have been more. But anyway, that's just a shitty thought. So. Beth worked for years without supervision. Her colleagues sounded the alarm on several occasions for medication errors. Beth. Oh, where am I here? Sorry. Lost your place? I did. <laughs> You're like oh, staring blankly okay, sorry. at the tablet right <laughs> I know, now. I look like, like an old person. Um, okay, yeah. So her colleagues had like brought up a lot of issues um, that made residents at risk. And as mentioned, Beth was suspended a few times and fired, right? Mm -hmm. 
But no one here. I'm back in my thoughts. Sorry, but <laughs> no one suspected that Beth was actually like intentionally harming those under her care. Not the residents or the families. Not those who worked alongside Beth, and not those who managed and supervised her. What about those people that Beth literally told face to face that I am injecting people <laughs> and killing them? Yeah, Crescent Care even gave Beth a reference letter after she was fired, but mostly. In, so that's why I think those other places might not even know that she was like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but mostly in part because the home wanted to avoid a grievance from the Ontario Ontario Nurses Association. Oh, so see, like I was like, that's bullshit. Beth herself told, told lawyers that she chose insulin because it wouldn't be missed and isn't tracked as closely as, say, a na narcotic. Mm-hmm. But her use of the drug also aided in Beth's crimes going undetected. Even if an autopsy was performed, and being that all of her victims were elderly and their deaths didn't come across suspicion, suspicious, most didn't have an autopsy. It's not easy to identify if someone had died due to an insulin overdose, according to the province's chief forensic paleontologist. No. Not paleontologist. <laughs> I mean, they are old. What is that? What They're is not that? that old. Forensic. What would they be called? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on it. Pathologist. 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 There you go. Paleontologist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All these dinosaurs over here. <laughs> All these old people. Oh, brutal. So there's no post-mortem test for low blood sugar, and the symptoms are associated with other conditions. Okay. It's also difficult to distinguish natural and synthetic insulin in the body. Deaths caused from an insulin overdose can also take days to occur. Occur? Occur. I said it right. It almost sounded like a core. A core. Could have just been my occur. ears. I don't know. Um. So yeah, that's like kind of why she chose yeah. insulin. And like, yeah, well, it, it was always in back rooms. It was easy to grab. It was never recorded really like because... I think probably no one really ever thought someone would. It's, it's do readily that. available. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. after pro providing police with her two and a half hour long confession, Beth was formally charged with the eight murders on October 25th, 2016. On January 13, 2017, upon further investigation, she was charged with four counts of attempted murder and two counts of aggravated assault. Jeez, her rap sheet is pretty freaking long. Holy shit. She waived her right to a pre preliminary hearing and confessed to all charges in court on June 1st, 2017, which I was like, good for her. Like, she's not making this friggin' be a drawn out bullshit court session. So I was like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but I certainly but don't appreciate still, her. She yeah. still go fuck herself. She's still shit, but it's like, I, w I enjoyed that. At least she didn't waste taxpayers' money is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, thank you for that. She only wasted their money in insulin. <laughs> and our oxygen for breathing. June 26, 2017, Bess was sentenced to eight concurrent life terms in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. I mean, still, she shouldn't have parole at all. Yeah, but like she said, she's eight sentences. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like going to look that up, but I don't know if that means she'll ever even get that parole. Because she was charged for like eight yeah. life sentences, but I don't know. But by the sounds I think of it, that, she gets parole after that. 
that time, right? That 20, potentially. 22 or 25 years? I would be shocked if she ever got out, though. I, I hope she like, doesn't. Like, shocked. I hope she fucking rots in there. But, I mean, there's been, a like, that Rena Burke. Oh, yeah. And how her killer got out. Like, uh Malarkey. Shouldn't happen. Anyway. It sucks. <laughs> you, you all know how we feel about people not uh, just rotting in jail, apparently. Yeah, yeah. They need to rot. After best sentencing, it was announced that the provincial government would commission a public inquiry into the safety and security of residents in the long-term care home system. I would hope so. Good, good, I know. Good. I feel like they pretty much were going to had to do that. If they did that, then they didn't do anything. They looked like shit. Oh, yeah. It should have already been in place properly. Probably. It took two years, but in 2019, that report was released. I'm not going to go into like a lot of detail, but it was stated um, that we cannot assume that because Beth is behind bars, that the threat to the safety and security of those receiving care in the long-term care system has passed. Like, there's still threats, right? There still could yeah. be other Beths. Health, and this is where I'm going, this is something when, at the beginning I was like, I didn't even realize this, is, this was a thing. Health care serial killing. Like healthcare serial killing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, apparently it is. Incidents are documented documented and dated back to the early 1800s Jeez. since 1970 90 healthcare serial killers have been convicted in the united states britain western european countries and now because of beth or because of beth canada yeah german okay this blew my mind german healthcare serial killer i think his name is niels niels hagel and this could be another case that we do initially sentenced for murdering six patients but as of 2020, it was believed he claimed the life of 300 victims over 15 years. Damn. Holy shit. So it was shit. said serial killing by healthcare providers is rare and the known number of them is very small, but the number of their victims is not small. Because like they, they have this, all these readily yeah. available Supply of drugs, weapons, everything, ways of hiding it. Damn. Oh, my God. People are fucked up. You'd think you'd go into the healthcare system to help people. Yeah. I I never want to go to a hospital again. <laughs> never. I know. I was just like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I just, when, when she said that it was like healthcare serial killers, like I was like, holy shit. I didn't even know that was a freaking thing. That's yeah, fucked up. Okay, so back to the inquiry, there were 91 recommendations made, including to increase funding and staffing at the province's nursing homes and improve how medication is stored and tracked. Mm -hmm. Duh. I feel like that's just duh. Yeah, 100%. It was heard many times that Beth would be the only nurse overseeing up to 99 patients and that re recruiting and retraining nurses at long-term care facilities was a constant battle. I mean, I get that short staffed, you're short staffed. There's not much you could do about that. But I know. After Beth confessed, the province province's health minister actually shut down Crescent Care to new patients, like while it was being investigated and such. Mm -hmm. And staff admitted it was the first time in years that they were actually able to give patients the care and attention that they needed. I was like, ah. I think that's like probably a Canada or probably a world worldwide thing, world yeah. issue. But anyway. Ben was, uh, Ben. <laughs> ben <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did you do? Beth was I also. a lot of chocolate milk. That's what I did. 
Beth was also charged with professional misconduct by a dis- disciplinary panel um, with the College of Nurses of Ontario on July 25th, 2017. Even though she was already found guilty in criminal in a criminal trial and had voluntarily like surrendered, right? Mm-hmm. Her nursing license. The formal hearing was required. Beth declined to participate in the hearing and was found guilty on court on court documents from the criminal trial as well as her previous confession. Her conduct was deemed disgraceful and dishonorable by the pa- the panel. Yeah, rightfully so. And her nursing just wait, where was it? Okay, yeah, so she basically was unbarred. Like she was not able to practice nursing anymore. Good. <laughs> she shouldn't. Mhm. The chair of the five-person panel that heard best case said it was one of the most brutal and disgraceful conduct the panel had ever considered. I hope I hope that's the most brutal case they ever come across. Yeah. Wow. That's just sickening. So that's that. Wow. Beth, that's you trash. I know. It makes it just makes you sick that it's just like these this was done in like care homes with no like kidding. elderly people that at that point in your life, like you should just I mean, it's not easy and stuff, but like you shouldn't have to be having to deal with this sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't at any age, but it's like you earned you earned it. You earned your time and 100%. I agree. And I mean, nowadays we have medical assisted deaths as well. So I mean, there are people if they really do want to go, they will. Yeah. Well, I don't know that wouldn't have been a thing. I know, but nowadays. Then, but, but if Yeah. Beth can fuck off is what I'm saying. I know. People need to, to their, lives will, their lives will run the course. And if it's not, then it's not in Beth's hands or anyone else's hands to decide. It's in their own hands. Yeah. Nowadays with medical assisted death or I guess in God's hands to take them away on his own time. Mm-hmm. If there is one, I don't know. So here's to hoping that Beth uh, stays in jail for the long term. Yeah. And maybe she uh, discovers chocolate milk. there you go anyway thanks for listening and stay wicked even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.